This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics. Applied Botanics offers a great line of CBD oils, including a line for pets. Now, I've been using their products for the last two months. I really wanted to test it out before I started promoting it to listeners of this podcast. And I have to say, I experienced some great benefits. They have five different products, which include comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, and vitality. The three that I utilized the most were comfort, focus, and tranquility. Comfort really provided me with stress and anxiety relief. I just started a new job two months ago. So between that and the fact that we're still living in a pandemic, comfort really slowed things down for me and at the end of the day, kept that anxiety and stress at bay. Their focus line also helped me during podcasts. It helped me to really focus on what my guests are saying, which enables me to ask the important questions and really pull back the layers of who they are. And finally, and possibly my favorite that I felt great benefits from is tranquility. I take it 30 minutes or so before bed, and it really helps deliver me into that deeper sleep faster than I would without it. I wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Now, oftentimes people are skeptical of CBD oil, especially when it comes to the price. But whether you're curious about CBD or have used CBD products before, you will find that Applied Botanics CBD is nearly half the cost of other brands. Their thoughts are that using CBD should not require a payment plan. On top of that, listeners of this podcast can get an additional 30% off their first purchase using the code word Project at checkout. So head over to AppliedBotanics.com where you can learn more about all their products. And if you decide to make a purchase, use code word Project for 30% off. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center, Lawn Care, and Landscaping Services. Working hard so you don't have to. They will take care of mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, shrubs, mulching, planting, and landscaping. Uh, call them today for affordable and free estimates, weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly weeding and cutting services. And new this year is the Keller's Garden Center. They just moved to a new location across the street from their old location. And the Garden Center will offer landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, and more. They are located on 7 Kern Street in Exeter, PA. Call them today at 570-299-7240. Again, working hard so you don't have to. My guests today are a couple of my favorite musicians and people in Northeastern Pennsylvania. AJ Jump is a fantastic drummer who has played in countless bands and traveled all over the world doing what he loves. He also is the co-owner of Carl Hall, a venue in downtown Wilkes-Barre who is making a big comeback this year with an Outback concert series stacked with some of the best local and regional talent that there is. Joe Burke is an amazing singer-songwriter who released his debut album in 2018 called Mystic Immediately, which is currently streaming everywhere. He released two singles in 2020 and has a new song called Roads coming out on Friday, May 7th. We talk about it all in this one. Carl Hall, Outback Concert Series, tickets available at eventbrite.com, and what it's like coming out of the shadows of a worldwide pandemic, the new music, life in general, and more. Welcome to the show, AJ Jump and Joe Burke. And we're live. 
AJ Jump, and Joe Burke. Gentlemen, how are you? Good. Doing great, brother. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. It's a good day today. A lot of dad stuff today. <laughs> uh, I got my kids' uh, T-ball uniform before earlier tonight, and um, so it's like really weird that he's playing T-ball. Is it is it like uh, Nike or Under Armour? No, no, it's like Gildan. Well, <laughs> that's that's surprising because some of these I forget which one I just recently saw the kid had like a new era hat, and I'm like, wait a minute, did that just say like whatever Dude. municipality it was, and then he's wearing a new era? <laughs> I've I've seen. I mean, sports I guess these days for kids is serious business. Um. I mean, my kid has a 7.30 game on a Wednesday night. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's again, it's, it's, it's 8 o'clock now. Um, he didn't have a nap today, so he's in bad shape. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll see. <laughs> is, he, also, is he three or four at this point? He's Blanking. three now. He just turned three in December, so he's like three in four or five months. That so, is great. I, I heard watching T-ball at this age is worse than watching paint dry, but uh, <laughs> you got to start somewhere, right? Yep. Indeed. But uh, it's great to see you guys. I mean, AJ, you and I talk frequently. I actually got to see you recently as well. We're working together on uh, some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight. Joe, I have not seen you. I don't know how long. I guess the last time I saw you uh, was our last interview on, we'll call it a, a different channel. Um, yeah. I guess that was, I don't even know when that was. I, I think it was August or August or September. Okay. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, AJ, I wanted to talk to you got you about, um, the shows you have coming up out back at Carl hall, Joe, you have a new song coming out on May 7th called roads. Um, I just wanted to kind of hang out with you guys and, and, shoot the shit, but it kind of worked out in the same sense that, you know, you guys had stuff going on too. So we'll kill, uh, I guess three birds with one stone tonight. Yeah. Sounds, awesome. Sounds great. Since we last talked, uh, in the past year, I don't want to get too, too into it because I feel like it's all we talk about is COVID. And I feel like we're finally starting to come out of it and there's positive things going on. Like we said with the AJ's things, you know, coming up in the summertime, um, but how have you guys been over the last year? Arthur, why don't you take it there? Um, I, it's been, I mean, for, for what it's worth, it's been a good year, uh, growing wise. I would say really thinking about things personally, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things in my uh, regular daily, everyday life. Uh, that I haven't done either in years or never did. Um, and COVID kind of is what spiked that um, personally. So, but as far as business wise, um, it couldn't suck anymore because um, <laughs> I'm a, I, I love music and, and you have to be around people um, to experience uh, quite a large percentage of music. I mean, you know, who wants to just sit at home and, and listen to albums? That's all well and good. But like live music is my thing and can't do that without people. 
Right, AJ. I mean, I, I always joke that um, you play in every single band that I've ever heard. Uh, so, I mean, that's all, that's all, you know, outside of, you know, having the, the venue now, but I mean, you've been a gigging musician for as long as I've known you and not just one band, but two, three, four. Uh, I think you even work with Joe Burke on some of his stuff. So, uh, I can't imagine, uh, being in your shoes as far as being an artist who kind of, uh, depends on not only the revenue that you get from playing shows, but also just, you know, mentally and creatively and, and just kind of something that you love to do and not being able to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was really, really weird, you know, um, to just go months and months without playing with anybody. The first time in my professional life that it ever happened. So like, you know, and plus, I mean, that being said, like what you're saying, John, re- you know, the reason being is it's like, I can't go and book shows, solo shows at a bar and like play myself. I need other people. And I, you know, I've been in bands and I've collaborated um, with artists like I do now, like with Joe, but it's still, you know, I can't go and do my solo thing and just put off like I need to be in a group with people. And you know, when you're told you can't do that anymore, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it really messes with you, you know, and, and especially like when there was so much uncertainty of like, well, you know, what is this and how long is this going to be? And then it just got into this like world of like, wow, this is going on a, a lot longer. And, and like, you know, mentally it does sort of mess with your ticker and, and, uh, I don't know, you know, but I'm glad that we're we're starting to see an end here. And, you know, it's good to get back to playing some outdoor stuff. And, you know, Joe and I have been, you know, working through this, going back and forth on computers and, you know, cell phones and everything else, talking about, you know, uh, these tunes. You know, we're, we're, we were in the middle of all this. We mixed all, of, you know, these tunes that we have on the back burner here that, that uh, Joe's been releasing. So that's been really great. So we've been creative other ways other than getting together. Um, you know, luckily we had all that music recorded and um, then this happened and it was like, well, perfect timing. Brett's in his hole. He could just sit there and mix and just send them away. You know, thank God for the internet these days. Cause if it was, you know, uh, the mid nineties, that wouldn't happen. We would have, just been could you imagine if this happened in like 94 Dude, like I, what I, what would people ha- like i think people would have went beyond batshit crazy yeah but not just i mean just uh commerce wise too like economically like i mean thank god for the internet i mean it sucks that the rich got richer during all this you know jeff bezos isn't hurting at all like you know amazon is doing okay um yeah. And it just, it's, it's unfortunate, but in the same token, it's like, thank God we have all that so that we could, you know, you know, continue to move like as people, I guess you could say. The, the whole world, like, think about that. If this happened in 94, the entire world legit would have stopped. Yeah. There would have been no business, no exchange of money, nothing. Yeah. Like how the, 
how the fuck would you have gotten food? Like when people know. got like Instacarts and shit. Yeah. Like how would they like banking? Like you didn't use a debit card in 94. Like nah. think about that. Like th- we're, we're pretty damn lucky that this happened when it did with the technology that we have, you know, it's nuts. Yeah, so for sure. I guess it's, we have that to be thankful for, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people that I talked to have been able to kind of see the positive and, and see the, uh, the silver lining, so to speak. Um, just like you said, kind of slowing down and, you know, addressing things that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise, because, you know, you're, we're just all busy. Um, Joe, I mean, how have you uh, navigated through the past year? Um, I, I think decent, decently well. I think the one thing that you and I probably talk to each other about first, and as AJ and I do uh, very often, um, are the, kind of the the people in our lives, in our circles, that we've become even closer to, given that they're the ones we not are forced to see, but that we have to see more frequently. Um, and how they've all been faring. And I think in that respect, I've been lucky um, it, for the most part that the people kind of closest to me have been okay. Even even those that have like my five-year-old or uh, six-year-old nephew across the street had COVID. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's touched me uh, certainly in, in some closer ways and, and he's all good and, and his siblings are too. But um, that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know, the question of how I fared is that, um, thankfully on the other side of it, or as it's, it's getting better. Um, everybody's been okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you were still in law school, correct? Through all this. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, finished, uh, this past Thursday, which would have been 28th or 29th. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Joe's a big boy now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the real world. It sucks. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm gonna enjoy this time before it actually actually happens. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, and that was yeah, that was good too. I mean, um, uh, it was I was able to have a couple classes in person, um, vast majority online, um, which is certainly a different style of learning, but uh, forces you to stay disciplined on your own and stuff like that. Yeah, I um, wonder how schools are gonna like kind of get through this like specifically like you know college level where you know they kind of um benefited on the backs of all of us uh you know kids paying to to go to these schools and you know whether you know it or not those those that tuition you're paying not only for the the education but you're paying for those cafeterias and sports fields and all that kind of stuff but like you know, a lot of these kids, I mean, they, they weren't even on campus anymore. They weren't, I mean, they were, you know, learning remotely. Um, and I kind of feel like the, uh, the curtain was pulled back a little bit on, you know, how much, um, how do I say it? I don't know. Just like how much everyone contributes to a, a, a brick and mortar uh, school, but they really don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Like how much people are, um, gets taken out of their wallets for things that, you know, you're maybe seeing now uh, what can be accomplished, you know, in a more minimalistic kind of approach to it. Yeah. 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 Paying a park and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's, it, it all adds up. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I guess we'll see. I was, I have a friend that lives like in the a couple of friends that live in the hill section in Scranton. We were driving around there, uh, Saturday, and I was like, shouldn't there be some kids stumbling around right now, like around this time? 
like 19 year olds or something like that. And uh, as we passed, then we were realizing, all right, it's only 5.30. And we started to see some guys in jerseys and with their shirts off as we were moving through. So it's like, all right, so they're at least getting to enjoy the, the non-work aspects still here and there. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'm glad that you're both well and your immediate circles are, you know, as you know, Joe, you mentioned your your nephew, but all all seems to be well there. So that's good. <clears throat> but let's talk about the positives. I mean, uh, Joe, you released two new songs last year through all this. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna be releasing one, like I said, on Friday, May 7th, uh, called Roads. Um and I mean singles are all the rage these days. Obviously, that's how music is released and that's kind of how the industry uh is these days um tell us a little bit about that song and and obviously aj i think you worked on it with him as well um i, I heard it earlier uh it's a fantastic i'm not i'm not um let down by any means i do think though like you release your your debut record 2018 uh mystic immediately streaming everywhere right now. Um, that's going to be a hard album to follow up. I got to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Tracks like August. I think that's my favorite tune uh, on that record. Um, Roads is, is good. It, it doesn't uh, get to the level of August for me, but that's just me. I'm just me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but tell us a little bit about the song. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's great that uh, AJ and I, around here kind of talking together because it's, it's certainly at this point, um, you know, a partnership of sorts. And, and then AJ and I, we kind of have our, uh, group of, of, uh, married men that cycle in and out in terms of playing live shows. You know, we get to play with, uh, Mark Kassinger plays bass pretty much, you know, all the time for us. And Brett, of course, when, uh, when he's, he's been able, he's played with us. We get to play with Stephen Murphy um, from Modern Ties and uh, Rob that Husty. Clown. That clown. <laughs> he's a goofball. Um, that Steven character. He is, he is a goofball. Um, a talented Almost. goofball. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I actually wasn't uh, thinking about it in these terms, but we. this was like one of five songs that we recorded um, about five months. It, it was like August before um, things shut down in March of 2020. So, um, and the plan was, has, has changed at times. And I think, um, given the uncertainty, it made more sense. You know, this is something that AJ, like AJ and I have you know, figured out together that it, it made more sense to do this kind of singles approach and follow the all the rage, you know, uh, with the way people do it to kind of give each song, uh, enough air to breathe. You know, I, I have a lot of romanticism for albums and stuff like that and, and get excited when some of my favorite artists drop them. And I, I suspect you the same way, um, Johnny and AJ, I, I know you are as well. Um, but like, you know, if I were to think about it in terms of, of Mystic Immediately, I almost wish that I, I could have gotten a chance to promote every song individually. Um, just given the stage that we're at, like the audience that I'm releasing to is that we're releasing to is still so small. Um, and so almost taking all the content that you have and, and stretching it to give it enough life or enough air to breathe makes a lot of sense given, given the stage that we're at. So um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I think just the, the singles approach right now will probably be the, the approach for a while. We have one or two left 
beyond this one. Um, and then we're doing pre-production um, in like two weeks, I think two weeks from today or maybe a week from today. Um, yeah, one week. Yeah, and then I think the plan will probably be to get in the studio this coming August um, to work on those. Um, so, yeah, a lot. Keep it moving, just continuing to make music and all that. I feel like August kind of has some some kind of attraction to you. You said August probably five times tonight. Right, and I, my favorite song is August. You have a song called August. We I'm last talked in August, and it, that's funny. I'm conscious of it now, too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's funny because, like, like, doing these singles, like, artists almost um, hype up these singles now like they would an album. And you know, Dustin Jevis just released a new and his and the Electric Gentleman just uh, did a new tune last week, and he kind of said that uh, he think he's he promoted this one single more than he's ever promoted an album before. Which it's just kind of interesting to see how things have shifted, and and uh, you know, like you said, you know, you kind of give each song a, a a minute to to breathe and yeah, you know, sit out there. Yeah, and I think even from from the perspective of from like a writing perspective. Um, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I've only done really one album before, but I've certainly written a lot of songs in my lifetime. I, I wouldn't say that um, I'd be someone who would be inclined to write an album. You know, I think I'm always just writing a song. And so it almost like makes more sense, you know, to, to like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm spending this, as much time on one song as I would be an album. I'm just saying that it's a, it's a, contained it's a closed universe you know yeah. the song itself and so it's it's to get to the end of that finish line and, and to see how you did along the way and whether you can make any improvements so it's almost like more it's the more justified approach yeah now, <laughs> well, you, is that how you write it's kind of good what's that no aj go ahead no sorry what'd you ask I, I, oh no yeah. i i would i was just gonna make a comment about like what we're talking here, uh, what we're talking about here, it's it's nothing new in the business. It's just the way that that it, the format of it is new. But like forty fives, I mean that was the thing, and they were in machines at places, and and you know you put a side A and a side B out, and even John, not so much Joe, but John, when you and I were kids, I remember getting tape singles mm -hmm. in, you know, my Christmas stocking or whatever, you know, side A, side B. They were still pushing that stuff in the 90s. But, like, if you really think of the, the long span of it, it, it started out sort of that way with these singles. Why? Because there wasn't, like, a ton of money flooded in the industry. And then what happened? The Beatles. And then music became so vastly and widely popular and television and every, so then music, you know, it just, it exploded through the seventies, eighties and nineties, those 30 years. So there was a plethora of money to be able to make records. And like Joe said, I think back at different stories with different people, you know, uh, that I've worked with in the past, but just like these bands would get an, a million dollar advance. They wouldn't even have an album yet. And they would go to some house in the Hollywood Hills and write the whole thing. Then they would go to a studio 
and record the whole thing. And that whole process would take a fucking year. Mm-hmm. And they would get paid to do that whole thing. Nowadays, it's like, oh, you have to come with it completely finished, mixed, mastered by the greatest people on earth, and then maybe we'll sign you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it makes more sense now, you know, money wise. And, and now people are putting studios in their homes. Just put it out little by little, A, because time is money, and B, also, because now we're, we're, we're in this world where it makes way more sense of that format because there's just so much content. Right. That people can only focus on something that is, you know, they're, you know, what a, what's the old saying? Uh, you know, you get your 15 minutes of fame. Right. You know? And that's really it. Like, that's it, you know? And then, like, even all these different artists are now reinvent reinventing themselves. Look at Post Malone. All of a mm-hmm. sudden he just comes out and plays Nirvana. Yeah. Nothing like what he just did. And then because <laughs> his 15 minutes was over. He needed to do something else to grab people. It's nuts. It's it's the wild freaking west. <laughs> it's definitely interesting though. I mean, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and I mean like there are people who are uh, becoming like famous, like on, off of songs that are made popular on TikTok. Like, I mean, who would have yeah. thought that that would happen? I mean, I have discovered songs that I like from TikTok. Right. Within the past few months, for yeah. sure. Yeah. TikTok, what a time suck that is. I mean, there's so much funny <laughs> shit on there. Yeah, there is. Right. <laughs> I lose, I lose my life watching that shit. My fiance is addicted to it. In fact, I just said that to her 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I make one observation. My one observation was that, like, as a grown man, when I got onto it, I felt a little uncomfortable having the app because, like, I felt like the vast majority of things that I was seeing were young guys or girls. Uh, you know, nothing against this whatsoever. I just mean, like, it seemed very sexualized in a lot of ways, everything that was happening. Yeah. And so you had to start liking comedians or you had to start liking funny videos or you had to start liking impressionists or music so that your feed would not just be filled with people doing kind of sexy dancing in some way. <laughs> Again, nothing against that. I just made it was uh, not what I was expecting when I got TikTok, I suppose. Yeah, I got on it. And then, yeah, it was exactly that. You know, it's like kind of like, whoa, whoa, I'm way too old to be watching this girl dance. Yeah. Uh, and then just like the whole like China spying on you type thing. I guess that kind of scared me too, but either that's not really true or uh, no one cares. So I'm back <laughs> on, I'm back on it. Uh, I, I'm not on it too much, but uh, when I am on it, it's just like, yeah, it's just like my life goes away. Well, yeah. why is, why is everybody so worried about everybody? Like, Oh, they're watching me. They're watching us right now. Yeah. I hope so. Watching your every move. I hope There's so. Every freaking everywhere nowadays. So if, if they are watching us, then you guys should all go and listen to Rhodes. It's going to be out on Friday by Joe Burke and Co. It's a great song. You guys are going to love it. Yes. Please <laughs> like go. and subscribe to the Popco Project on YouTube. Follow me on uh, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> yep. I have a new church coming out in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Donald Trump just released a new uh social media platform let's not talk about that <laughs> i don't even want to say his name any all right sorry charles barkley always says no free pub let's not even <laughs> no. i don't even want to say that word all right <laughs>
fair enough. Fair enough. Well, AJ, you've got some uh, big things coming up this year as well. Uh, obviously, the the last year and a few weeks now, Carl Hall has been uh, empty outside of, and I know you hosted some like live streams with Tiger's Jaw and um, maybe some other things as well. But uh, outside of those things, uh, Carl Hall has been shuttered, and that's not ideal for. A venue owner, you're not alone, obviously. You have many around you, you know, Kirby Center and um, you know, tons of different venues. Uh, doors closed. Uh, but you and I think even last year you kind of did an outdoor thing uh to kind of get your feet wet or test the waters. I think it was a huge success. And if I'm if I'm mistaking, I'm I apologize, but no, no, that's in October. We we did a we did a show in early October, okay, kind of cool. as the litmus test to sure this whole thing that, that, uh, you know, the whole schedule that I released for Outback at Carl Hall, uh, just kind of see. And and that was before COVID went absolutely crazy here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So that was like pre everyone getting COVID and people still came and supported and felt safe and, you know, and, and it was good. So kind of the proof was in the pudding. So then, you know, when, like I said, through November and December, obviously we couldn't do anything because of the weather, because of COVID, obviously January, February, and March too as well. Um, so then I was like, well, you know, that was the proof in the pudding, definitely going to do this. And uh, I just kind of got to work in the beginning of March, uh, got on the horn, started calling everybody and, you know, here's the idea, here's what's going to happen. Um we're going to roll it out um, and uh, start shows Memorial Day weekend and and roll all the way through to the top of fall, basically. And uh, and then from there, I'm not sure because I I'm I'm just you know we're we do seated shows at 90 capacity and standing shows at 140 capacity. Um, under the indoor regulation right now, you can only have 25% of your seated capacity. So do the math. Yeah, that's <laughs> less know. than 30 people. <laughs> yeah, and and then you have to add the band as part of that. Right, your and staff. Then, you know, and exactly. So, you know, at, at the end of it, it's like, you know, 20 total people. You'd have to, you know, charge $50 a ticket it's just not. And then even if we get to 50% of that, it's still, it makes people uncomfortable. People don't want to be inside right now, especially now that more and more, um, you know, sort of more and more information, not sort of more and more information is coming out about how being indoors in close quarters, if someone has it, doesn't matter. You're exposed. Right. You know, if you're inside, that's it. It doesn't matter if you're six feet or 60 feet away, you know, unless you're, you know, in some large, massive place with, you know, 10 people. But Carl Hall is a small place. We're not going to go jamming people in there, exposing people possibly to, you know. And then also, you know, I'm not going to get political or anything, but, you know, that will also come the time depending on where we are with this is to uh, whether or not make the decision to allow or not allow people to come inside that haven't been vaccinated yet. 
Um, and that could possibly end up being a thing. Um, yeah. A lot of businesses could end up, you know, getting to a point where if this goes backwards, which you, we don't know, can it? Yeah, it can. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, the, the vaccines are, are, are doing what they're supposed to do. Um, protecting people from dying. Yeah, you know? and we we don't know. I mean, they're saying that the the vaccines could last six months. You might need a booster. I, I who knows? You know. Yeah. So I mean, we're uh, gonna be outside. Yeah. We're gonna be outside. We're gonna start May thirtieth. Um, these are afternoon shows. The gates will be at two thirty in the afternoon, and the show will start at three. Uh, most shows will uh, be between three and six. Some of them maybe three to five. Uh, depending on the amount of acts, um, you could bring your cooler with food and beverage of whatever you'd like. Uh, oh, wow. We'll be, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll be selling bottled water. Um, there's, you know, uh, conveniently located bathrooms right there, not far from the viewing area. Um, so, you know, it's we're going to start out at 150 people. Um out back normally there we could have close to 500 so the outdoor number is 50 percent of that right around 250 240 we went for these first three at least we're 100 going just 150 we're going to cap it at that for the very first three and then unless you know a month and a half from now the governor comes on and says oh things are looking beautiful we could go then, you know, but all the tickets are on sale right now. They're all selling very well. Um, you know, anybody listening to this, please, eventbrite.com, go get your ticket because uh, all supplies last. Uh, there's there's a few shows that are already half sold. So, um, you know, it's doing well. And hopefully we could release more tickets, though. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for, for a couple of these shows that we could release more tickets uh, as time goes on here, you know, in August and in September for some of them that are uh, going to sell really well and people that want to come, you know, August again, there we go. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I have it pulled up here because I feel like these, this lineup is, is important to mention because like, you know, AJ, you and I talked about how this all came together. Um, and it, I don't want to say it came together easily because I'm sure there were different hurdles outside of just the talent, but I mean, Let's talk about it real quick. You said Memorial Day weekend, uh, May 30th, you have Dustin Douglas and the Electric Gentleman, The Tribe, Bob Lewis, and uh, Brendan Briskband. Uh, then in June, June 13th, we have Brett Alexander and Friends, along with Ellie Rose, both fantastic. July 11th, uh, Miz featuring the Mule Team, another great artist and great band. Uh, and then August 15th, I said August again, uh, Tiger's Jaw Acoustic. Along with a fire with friends, uh, Langan, Frost, and Wayne. Uh, another date in August: University Drive, Toothless, Gods of Space, Machine Arms. That show alone is very diverse. I mean, I don't, if anyone has heard Toothless before, they are completely different than you know University Drive, and then you have Gods of Space, which is this kind of like space rock, like prog rock. It's all heavy it. though. It's all heavy yeah. music. So that's yeah. that's where it bridges gaps, like. Foo Fighters years ago used to take different type acts, you know, a stoner metal band or, or like Jimmy World sometimes would open for them or like Sonic Youth, like, you know what I mean? Like 
Dude, I mean, I love it. I mean, that's what we tried to do when we had we were doing the Alt Natives Underground series at, at your venue. Um, yeah. I was playing. I was putting the first opening act as an acoustic act, and I was trying to make them different than you know the the main act, just because I wanted people to be introduced to different styles of music. So I mean, I think it's it's great. And then you know, September twelfth, you have Rosary Guild, Modern Ties, Joe Burke and Company, and Noxon. That's four great acts right there. And then to, to close things out, uh, September 26th, uh, is it Bunny Lane? Yeah, Bunny Lane. Bunny Lane and the, the Virgos. Uh-huh. Life of Riley, Stay Loud, Wicked, Glare, and Little Star Run. Yeah. Again, tickets for all those shows are available now at eventbrite.com. So if you're interested in those shows, uh, like AJ said, please, by all means, get them now. Because I think um, all of these should sell out. I mean... Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, you can't find much better homegrown talent than that's on this lineup for the Outback Series at, at Carl Hall. So, kudos to you, man. Thanks, John. I mean, that's the thing. I tried to make. I had the opportunity to bring some people in from out of town, and I thought, you know what? No, we we need to have. We need to pull out all the stops, and 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 call everybody. Uh, locally and have this be one of, if not their first show back or one of their very first few shows back. Um, It will be for a lot of people, uh, a lot of these acts and all the acts uh, are all made up of folks originally from here or bands that hail from here or bands that started here um, and live somewhere else or artists that started here. Like Bob Lewis lives in Nashville now one of great friend of, of you and I, Johnny, yeah. and, you know, uh, can't wait. I played with him many years and excited for him. And obviously, you know, Tiger's job, you know, Ben's in Philly, but Brian is here locally and, you know, just uh, Brian Langan, he's in Philly, his, his new group, uh, Langan, Frost and Wayne, um, you know, Firewood Friends playing again. They did some stuff you know, uh, through the uh, pandemic, released a little stuff here or there. They haven't played in a while, so that's exciting. And then, you know, uh, yeah, that that very first lineup, uh, you know, Dustin Douglas Electric Gentleman just put out some stuff. The Tribe put out some stuff in the middle of this. Bob Lewis put out some stuff in the middle of this. Uh, Brendan Brisk Band, they, you know, they put out a really, really uh, great record and a really cool uh, music video along you know with one of the one of the lead songs on that album so you know uh, it's just chocked full of uh full of greatness and and you know i keep saying this i'll take the pepsi challenge for musicians in this area any day because we have some real shit here and i, I you know i've been i've lived other places i've played gigs all over this country and you know this area really uh, has a lot of great talent and and people I, I can't say it enough and people people need to to really understand that and cultivate that and be grateful for that especially coming out of this you know yeah um, you know and and i think i think uh, you know i think people are are excited and uh they're, they're uh they're ready to go but john i also have to say you know thank you as well for for doing uh you know, the shirts for the scene, you know, I, I know that, that, that just ended and, and that was a really, really, really great thing um, that you, you put out there for local bands and, 
you know, it couldn't have been, uh, couldn't have been a better thing. And I know Joe participated as well. And, and that's awesome. You know, that, that stuff like that is, you know, what brought communities together in these times. And, and, you know, I, I was involved with the shirts from the scene that, uh, or shirts off our back that Axelrad did um, for the local businesses. And then this one for the local bands, it was incredible, you know? And, yeah. Thank you. I, I just wanted to really, I, you know, when, as you both know, I mean, you, you both had music on the show that I hosted a radio show called alt natives on alt 921. Um, the show got put on hiatus in October. Um, and when that happened, it was, it was really weird for me. Um, <clears throat> I kind of sat back and I was like, you know, I, I, I felt like I lost uh, a purpose and not that I was like any, anybody doing anything special. Like I had a, an hour long show on the radio here in NEPA uh, on a Saturday night, nine o'clock. Like I'm not setting the world on fire, but like that, that hour on that weekend, that Saturday night gave me a sense of purpose. And I felt like I was part of uh, a community and I didn't get paid to do it. Like, but it was my favorite part of my job. Like one of the reasons I left the radio stations was because I no longer had that. Like I wasn't asked to leave. I didn't get fired. I, my, my primary job was sales. So like I was thankful that I still had a job and all that kind of stuff. But like, there was like nothing holding me there anymore. Like, if I had got a job offer and I still had that show, I probably would have said no, just because I loved it that much. And then when it ended, I just, I felt lost. And I'm like, how can I continue to be part of their lives? You know, the musicians and artists in in this area and how can I help them, you know, mm-hmm. without having, you know, a show where I can play their music and hopefully introduce them to new, to new ears or whatever it might be. And so I, I approached Axelrad and I, I asked them to steal their idea. You know, as you, as you mentioned, AJ, they had the, the shirts off their backs movement that I think raised over $87,000 for local businesses, which is crazy. Um, so I said, all right, we well, have the infrastructure to do it. Um, can I steal that and, and do it for the local bands? And they, without hesitation, they're like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, we, we ended up raising $8,700 that wrapped up at the end of March. So we're a little bit behind as far as um, getting some of those last orders delivered. So we, we do apologize for that, as well as the checks being uh, uh, fulfilled to the artists that, you know, the money we raised, but uh, that they will be going out shortly. Uh, we just moved facilities. Um, not that it's an excuse, but, you know, uh, it was a pretty big undertaking as far as, you know, moving a whole uh, production facility from one place to the next. And uh, we're busier than ever at Axelrad too, which is, I think we're busier than we were last year. I think we're actually busier than they were in 2019 this time. So it's, uh, it's a good, it's a good thing to, good problem to have. But if anyone's listening to this and they're like wondering, you know, did this asshole just raise money and, and pocket the, the funds? No, <laughs> I would never do that. The checks will be coming. Um, I'd even like to have some people come pick them up, maybe do some photos and, and check out the new place too, because, you know, we, would, we really want to focus, um, you know, on bands and, and, and stuff like that, where if bands need merch and we can be there for them and, and a, that kind of source. So that will be happening soon. I promise. I just don't know exactly when, but it should be within the next week or two. Well, kudos to you, man. That was, that's a great thing without a doubt. You know, and it, the way 
what you're talking about, man, in a way that that's, you know, saying that you felt you had this purpose and, you know, you love doing it. I mean, that's, that's exactly how we feel when we put this original music out too. It's the same thing. Like we have, we'll, we'll go anywhere and play a show for nothing as long as people want to listen, you know, and, and sometimes people don't listen, but we still want to play. And it, that's, you know, so definitely understand, you know, that feeling of, you know, same thing. That That's how I felt. I felt lost too. Yeah. It's like, what am I? I got nothing now, you know, <laughs> like, that's that's why I started this because I was like, and I did it for selfish reasons. I'm like, I ha- I have to do something, and I, I hope that people gravitate to it and and utilize the platform that I'm trying to build to to talk about your events this summer, AJ and Joe talk about your music and um yeah, yeah I just want this whole thing to be uh, I keep calling it like a vehicle for good, just um helping spread the the positivity. Like you know, NAPA always gets a bad rap as far as like you know, a lot of negative people and that's true. But I mean, we as individuals in the community have to, you know, say, Hey, you know, we live here, we play here. Like our families are from here. Or like I have a kid, he's going to be raised here. We have to do the best we can to move things forward. And AJ, I mean, you opened up this, this Carl Hall in downtown Wilkes-Barre. You didn't do that to become rich. I mean, that's not, um, in any way why you did it. And uh, you probably, um, if you've made any money at all, it probably would get you a tank of gas at this point, but you, you did it because you love music. You love, uh, you know, having artists perform and, and you love this area too. I mean, you're from here, you're born here, you're, you're, you're living here now. So it's kudos to you as far as, you know, creating something that people can, can also utilize. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, I'm, I just, I just want people to, you know, like you said, be positive, cultivate the situation, you know, and just understand, understand these things and why they're here. And we're here for you. You know, you know, we're all here for you. you know, Joe, Joe's here for you, writing incredible tunes. John, you're here for us in many different ways of promoting incredible tunes and other things. And now promoting bands on their chests, even more so working for Axelrad, which is awesome. And, you know, I don't, I'm like you said, man, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it because the area used to always have it. And then it went away and I was, and I went away and then I came back. I came back because I thought, well, that can't go away. That's, I was a product of that, you know, and coming from that and coming, playing places like Murray's Inn and the Jazz Cafe and Cafe Metropolis and, you know, Home Base, and, you know, all these different places over the years that, you know, a lot of them aren't even here anymore. Tinks, you know, um, but yeah, we're just here to keep moving forward, moving forward. Not backward. Yeah, don't not look back. Fifteen years ago. Not sitting here talking about all oh, the station and oh this. You know, I remember when and no, we're it's not coming back. Forward. It's not coming back. Stop talking oh, about it. Not coming back. No, we're moving forward. You have to move forward in life. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like none of us wanted COVID. None of us wanted it. But we have to deal with it. We have to move forward. Yeah. It's all yeah. you can do. You know, well, you know, you kind of ruined what I'm about to say because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look back real quick. Uh, AJ, one of my fondest memories of you oh, it was a there's a picture of it from Murray's. It was a group of us, you, Brian Keating. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it was Brian Keating's birthday. Uh, he, at was. <laughs> he was bleeding <laughs> in the picture. He was bleeding. I think he cut his hand on his his uh, his. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what he was playing. Bongos. Yeah. <laughs> so there was that, and then. Uh, Hopefully your parents aren't watching this or listening. And if they are, I mean, we're old now. But the party at my parents' house. So think about that. What's that? I said my parents. No, I'm kidding. I said my parents will be listening, whatever it is. Well, it's it's fine. You're you were too young to even be there. We had a party <laughs> at AJ's parents' house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they know all about it. They know, they know that I used to do it summer solstice <laughs> the weekend, the weekend before the fourth of July, because they always went. Oh no! Away that weekend. And yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, you froze for a minute. Oh, I said what the the summer solstice party yeah. the weekend before the Fourth of July at my parents' house every year because they were always away. <laughs> but what what were you going to say about it? Was there? Well, no. It just it was just. Uh, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy outside of the fact that I think someone shot off fireworks at somebody, <laughs> or someone jumped in the pool. I forget exactly what it was. I just remember it being a good time. I rode a keg in that pool. I was on top of an empty keg <laughs> in the pool. And I think that was, that was, I was walking through your parents' house and you had a, there's a picture of somebody with the last name Diamond. No, Popko. Or is it Popko? Popko. Okay. Yes, because then I told, that's, we talked all about that. And then, uh, like, I, I remember my uncle even saying, like, when he would see the weekenders and stuff, he'd be like, who is this guy? Because <laughs> that's my, my uncle is Tom Popko. So he's yeah. like, who's this Popko guy? You, you, you have to know him, right? I said, oh, yeah, I know. I said, we had a conversation in my parents' living room about how, I, you know, I'm technically, you know, I have Popko blood in me and he's a Popko too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was my mom. My mom's maiden name is Diamond. I don't know. I forgot it was Popco, but yeah, it was, I knew there was some kind of connection there. Yeah. There's not a lot of us out there. We may be long lost brothers. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's, that's why I, I, that's why I had to call this the Popco project. People are like, you, people know who you are. They know your name and it's, it's different than everything else. So you gotta, the last thing I want to do is name my, 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 you know, after myself. Uh, but here we are. And then I weren't actually wearing my shirt. Uh, <laughs> it's not creepy at all. But, uh, I went to pick up my kid's T-ball uniform, like I said before, and uh, I said, I'm here for uh, you know, Popco. And he was like, oh, yeah, I couldn't tell from your shirt. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Felt really embarrassed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have my, my own face on my, my body outside of my head. But <laughs> I'm thinking both Popco and Jump are two names that, that need to live on in some way. I feel like you two are definitely the only two with those last names that I've met. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny because I'm both of them. My mom's a pop goat. My dad's the chump. So like, there you go. I got them both, man. There you go. <laughs> what's your mom's name? My mom's maiden name is pop goat. Yeah, what's her first name though? Paula. Paula. Yeah. That's a hell of a name. Paula yeah. Popko. My well, aunt's. My, that's a great name. My aunt's <laughs> name is Penny. 
or Penelope was her was her actual name. Penny Popko. Penny Popko, yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. That that's a that's, that's a storybook name. Or that's yeah. like a that's that's like literature that you find a great name like that, you know? And then when they brought Full House back, there was a kid named Bobby Popko. Oh really? Yeah. So when it, was, when it was Fuller House on Netflix, they had a, a, a troubled kid, and his name was Bobby Popko. Of course, he was troubled. Troubled. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> well, troubled or just, yeah, I guess he was troubled because he was just kind of like a, an instigator, like Dennis the Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pick on the Polish kid. <sighs> Bastards. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Well, I won't get, keep you guys uh, too much longer. Um, I know you probably. Yeah, I wanted to say real quick on the the t-shirt front. A lot of my, on the, I mean, of course, I I won't repeat the thank yous because I think AJ said it perfectly. And, uh, I need them. Give them to me. Feed my ego. Blow my head up. I'll tell you one thing. I thought about was a lot of I. Uh, my brother and I are like the the youngest of the the cousins on my dad's side, and and all of my older cousins are old enough where they're each having a kid like. Once every four months, it seems like another kid. Is, is <laughs> and it's great. And they're all, you know, great, great kids. But uh, the, but like the shirts themselves, like them going out coincided with the birth of at least three or four. And I'll send them to you. But I got at least four infants, like <laughs> infants, infants, five days old in, in shirts that were made, you know, for Joe Burke and Co. through the, uh, through this project that you had, which I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, That's funny. So, yeah, it, it's it's cool seeing. Um, you know, a lot of the bands were posting pictures of shirts that they bought from other bands, um, and I think that's cool because. And AJ can probably uh, speak to this as well. Like early two thousands, um, even into the mid two thousands, like it was kind of cutthroat in this area. Like, you know, every band thought they were the you know, the best band in the market or like if you were a cover band, you were like, you know, better than everybody else. And and, and I'm not, I'm not like trashing anybody. It's just kind of how the, the vibe was. Um, and it's not like that anymore. And I don't know if it's because. That's a good grew, thing. Though. It's a great thing. It's a great yeah. thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like to see all these bands, like, you know, buying these t-shirts and, and posting them on social media saying like, Oh, I picked up a dud shirt or I picked up a Joe Burke shirt. Or I, you know, the fact that people bought the shirt that I have with my stupid face on it is like, it still baffles my mind. Yeah. Um, but it, it would just, I, again, like it just people in, in any PA, I just made a post today. You know, we've, we've proven again and again that, you know, we always take care of our own here in our area. And that's just a perfect example of it. Yeah. One, one thing that made me think of is that I, I think that like other musicians, I, I think it's, I give musicians credit for, you know, giving shout outs to other musicians because for one, to get people to pay attention to your own stuff is, can be hard enough, you know, so giving somebody else their time on your own pages is, is a really wonderful thing. Very, you know, others centered. Um, and I think too, though, that speaks to the idea that like from, from the standpoint of somebody who's putting stuff out, you know, this goes back to the conversation of positivity and negativity, like the world and, and people from behind their screens is, it can be a very negative place. And I think like when you're someone who's, who's releasing music, oftentimes very personal experiences or could be art, could be other forms of, you know, art, artistic 
creations and stuff, you know, you recognize what a, not, I don't want to say a struggle because people obviously go through a lot of stuff and a lot of different stuff in life, but you recognize, uh, you know, how difficult that can be. One, for people not, you know, giving you the credit you, you deserve just for doing it. Um, or even, even to, um, I, I don't know, maybe it stops there, but I, I just think that there is a good sense of that around here of people, um, recognizing, you know, how difficult it can be and, and that there's a vulnerability to it as well. Um, and I think that's a great thing. I see a lot of that too, you know, um, on release days and stuff, all the bands from around here sharing each other's songs and, um, that, that is a great thing for sure. Well, I mean, AJ, I'm thinking now, if you're looking at the, the lineup here, <clears throat> like, I, I just feel like you would never see this much local talent um, in a series. And then, you know, if you had, um, let's just, let's just the first one, for instance, like, you know, Dustin Douglas and, and the tribe and Bob Lewis, I feel like those four one yeah those four acts they don't they won't care what time slot they have they could go on first they can go on second they can go on last back in the day it would have been like oh i deserve to be the headliner because i've i'm so and so or whatever these all these guys here and girls they're just happy to be part of it i mean yeah 99.5 percent we'll say that every now every not to I, you know me, I'm not a bullshitter. I know. You're, you're right, but there is so every now and then some of that stuff happens. Not okay. on this particular, but it, it still happens. It, sure. it, but not as much as it used to, by any means. No, no, not as much as it used to. Definitely right. not. And, and that, and that's great because it's moving forward yep. and in a different light. And and it's, but you're 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 darn right. Back in the day, it was real cutthroat. Every band, like, uh, like you know there was a certain events and certain things oh yeah the the slots totally like were about you know this power trip or whatever you, you want to call it it's just silliness yeah you know the whole the whole idea of the rock star is actually kind of going away if you really think about it like Wait. the whole like there's maybe a handful of folks, but like the majority of artists nowadays, man, like it's, it's, it's not like when we were kids, like when we were kids, every band, like the front man or the guitar player or the, what, like from the eighties on, like even before that, like Led Zeppelin, the who, like Ozzy Osbourne, like those were rock stars. Yeah. AJ, you know who was making that point? Uh, uh, John, when I in my fall semester this past year, I took an entertainment law class, and every week it was it was two hours, uh, three hours once a week, and usually for the first hour, these two, this husband and wife duo that were teaching the class, they were entertainment lawyers out of Philadelphia, and, and you know they could never disclose to us who they were representing, but they'd make these very suggestive hints. They'd say we represent this artist that did you know blank blank, and you'd be like, oh man, that's got to be you know this person, but. Uh, point of what I was saying was that they'd bring on producers and people in the business and stuff like that, people doing the legal work, people doing the, the PR stuff. And someone that they brought on was Larry Mazur, um, who was a, has been a band manager for his career and, and 
had connections. I knew his name sounded familiar when he was on. Of course, I'm just seeing him over Zoom. Um, but he had connections to, to, to Brett Alexander, who we work with all the time, and who's obviously incredible in, in his own right in so many ways. Um, and he had connections to Breaking Benjamin as well. Um, and he was making that observation that he said, like, one of the greatest differences I see is that the mystique for the rock star is gone. Uh, and that he's not blaming social media because he was like, I recognize what it does, you know, in terms of being able to get information out there, being able to promote content. But, you know, now you can see how like these favorite musicians of yours, how they wake up, start their day. Do they have kids? Do they have a pet, you know, tiger or something like that? Um, there's not the like the reason why you look back at these videos of like the, you know, opening on uh, one of these late night talk shows and the Beatles are playing. and People are freaking the fuck out because that was the only time you would get a glimpse of them. Right. You know, otherwise, you couldn't see them unless you were working for them or something. And uh, that that is like disappeared. And I think there are residual rock stars. Someone like Dave Grohl is kind of a rock star in my mind. You know, he's he's the man, I think. In, in, you know, there's others, of course, um, but like it's different now. One hundred percent. I think a lot of musicians. Um, I think they're also forced to really view what they do as a business. So the whole, you know, partying. And I'm sure, I'm sure this all happens, but the partying and the, the, the antics and all that nonsense that they were doing back in the seventies, eighties, or and even before then, like. You can't afford that anymore because, I mean, again, too, because of social media, like you get caught on camera doing that stuff too. Like your career is over. Like you're, yeah. they're just forced to. Exactly. I, I have friends that were on the early warp tours and on early, like early 2000s college tours. And they flat out say out loud, like we, like, man, the shit that we did was so. <laughs> Oh, like yeah. Ed, you would never, ever, ever, ever get away with it today. No, you know, and I mean, and again, a, a lot of that's for the better, obviously. Sure. You know? And you know, we all, you know, stupid shit is stupid shit, but it's going to be interesting to see how, like, you know, it's basically evolving, you know something that was so egotistical and, and so in the forefront, like it's, it's, it's evolving it for the better because also like there, you know, the horror stories you hear about some of these rock stars being scumbags there. It's the truth. Yeah. No, there's a lot of them and there's, you know, and now because of social media and stuff like that, it, it, you know, it, they've been exposed and they know that they can be exposed so easily now that they're checked. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's so unfortunate though. Like it, it, it's good because like if any, you know, male fronted band or any male you know, in general was like taking advantage of a female, I'm glad that's exposed, but like absolutely. The, 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 the harmless stuff that you do with, you know, the stuff you do as a kid because you're young and stupid, that doesn't hurt anybody. You have to be mindful of that. And it's, it's like, you're kind of like taking that away to an extent. Like it just, it's, it's, it is what it is. 
it, but again, it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. You know, now, like I'm, I'm, you know, in the realm of being a stepfather now and, and to a five and a seven year old. And it's like, just sitting there thinking like, okay, you know, when they're 15 and 17, how much <laughs> different are things going to be? Because, yeah. you know, we were telling them the other day about the telephone on the wall. <laughs> like, just that. They were, they were like, <laughs> like they're sitting there like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're so used to, you go everywhere with your telephone. What do you mean there was, a, the telephone was only on the wall? Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 17 years old. And even at that, it wasn't turned on the whole time until mm-hmm. I was about 24. Yep. I had a bag <laughs> phone in the car. It was like, you don't plug this in and turn it on unless you were like dying on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't exactly. I didn't get a cell phone until I started driving yep. full time, and and I didn't use it to call anybody regularly until I was in college. Well, no, no, I had a phone. So, but yeah, I mean, and texting. I remember, actually, I remember when I started texting. It was right around one of those parties that I had when <laughs> I was twenty five, and this girl that I was hanging out with at the time. She was like, oh, yeah, you got this. Here, you got this new phone. Let me show you that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm a texter now, 15 <laughs> years ago, texting. I, I still text. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. But it's, uh, yeah. It's, you know, things are, who knows? Who knows where they're going to go now? I mean, COVID changed so much, so yeah. fast when things were already changing so much so fast. So yeah. I just, I just want to be able to get on a train and go to New York city from here. Like enough's enough with this horse shit. Like it was already, it was already here. Like what the fuck is the, you know, these people's problems? AJ, make it happen. Uh, yeah. Me make it happen. Sure. Come on. The day I give it, get into government is, you know, the day I moved <laughs> to Russia. I'm no, thank you. I'm not. I'm yeah. there's, no, no way. We need the change. We need we need to be the change we want to see in the world, AJ. Yeah, well, <laughs> there should have been a train fucking 20 years ago. There should have been. God knows why, you know, the people have their theories. There was a train in the 1950s from here to New York City. And you're telling me there can't be one now? That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's nonsense. We're so much more advanced. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. People keep like that's that. on the horizon. I feel like that's going to happen. What like, was that, Joe? I, I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like that's, I've heard at least that maybe even to Philadelphia, that that's something that will happen. Yeah, that's Joe. Crazy. You know what? You're so young and naive. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but that doesn't make it bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, and someday they'll legalize marijuana too, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you you believe it? They've been talking about that for almost twenty years too. You know what? I don't want to get into politics, but like I, I'll no. never forget when Tom Wolf is like twenty fourteen. It's like you know we're just gonna sit back and wait and see what the states like Colorado does, and then all of a sudden a pandemic hits, and the states broker than they've ever been before. Now it's like on top of his list. We need to legalize. Marijuana, recreational marijuana. 
I mean, let it let it be, man. You know, I, I lived in Oregon and worked in the industry. I haven't smoked pot in years and years and years. And I got a paycheck and actually paid taxes working in that industry. As, Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And, and that was five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's old hat now. Like, and and they they had it together with that out in Oregon. It was interesting to see everything shaking and moving at that time. But well, it's coming, man. It's coming. It's just they're the Fed is letting all these states do the work for them. And then they'll come in, do their changes, and then guess what? It, it'll probably end up being like Anheuser Busch. All these That's major, the major corporations are going to come in, yep, and buy up, especially the tobacco all companies, the other small guys, the tobacco yeah. companies. Like, and I'm not a pot smoker. I'm not good at it. Like, it's just <laughs> it is what it is. But I want to see the state that I live in prosper from the tax money that could be created from it. Yeah, put it towards education. Put it towards the homeless. Put it towards potholes. Potholes. Yeah, pot for potholes. Let's start the campaign. Fire it up. Pot for potholes. That's it. That's the next T-shirt. Pot for potholes. <laughs> PA in the in the in the. I love it. We'll make it happen tomorrow. Pot I, for potholes. I know a guy at a that works at a T-shirt company. Yeah, I, I, I know a guy. Pot for <laughs> potholes. No one take that idea. No, it's copywritten. You gotta, you gotta right. write it, write it in a note, and then send it in a letter to yourself. That's how you you take care of the uh, the copywriting. Joe, yourself. you're you're a lawyer. Let's go. Come on. I my my legal advice is don't take my legal advice. Just oh yet. come on, Joe. What kind of promotion is that for yourself? No, I I will say yeah. I mean, we'll say on the the weed front. I I I think too like about the people that have like spent time in jail for having. An amount of weed that people walk around with on a daily basis for back pain or something like that, you know. It's, Can't do that, Joe. It's too much money involved. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it for sure. A lot to oh, it. Shit. Well, we're not going to solve the world's problems here. We yeah. can try. No one wants to hear it. I'm sure my five listeners have tuned out <laughs> already. So I don't, I don't want to take up your entire night. So. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me tonight. I really appreciate both of you. I, you're you know, two of my favorite people in this market. Um, I'm glad to call you guys friends. And, and Joe, I remember uh, I said it before. I'll say it again, too, because it's a different channel. Uh, I remember seeing you. I think it was Record Store Day uh, in 2016. I was, I was next to AJ. I said it to AJ. It's full circle because AJ was the one who got me the gig in the first place. Right. I didn't even really... I didn't, we knew each other a little bit at that point, but not not too well. Certainly not as well as it's amazing. Did. Yeah. So record store. I think it was 2016. Record store day. Joe Nardone's Gallery of Sound in Wilkesbury, and you started playing. And I remember standing there, and I turn around. And I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Mm-hmm. I said, "AJ, who is this guy?" He goes, oh, "It's Joe Burke." I'm like, "Does he have music I can buy? Because I want to buy it." No, no, he's working on stuff. Blah blah. blah. I said, "All right, well, let me know." It was like took two years to get it. He said, "He said that that's Joe Burke," and you said, "Oh, all right, no, 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 no. that's not true." I was, I was, I harassed AJ for years until the record came out. Was, hey, that guy right. at Nardone's place, does he have stuff out? Especially when I started the radio show. And true story, true story. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember no, no. that. I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I, I, I wanted to. I airmarked that before we we started this to to 
I hope either you brought that up or I brought it up. But I forgot the, about that. Like Joe said, full, full, full circle. But John, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Best of luck with the the new song. Uh, again, Mar or May, not oh, not March, May seventh this Friday. Uh, and, and check out Joe's music; it's streaming everywhere. And then, obviously, with AJ Jump and his Outback at Carl Hall 2021 concert series running from May through September. Uh, you can get your tickets at Eventbrite.com. So, guys, thank you again. I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, uh, I will see you guys sooner than later. Hey man, thank you. Thanks, Sean. See you. Right. See you.